0: Welcome to a new episode of Death Talks and I want to start by asking you, how are you? Are you okay? Are you sad? Are you tired? Are you afraid? Are you depressed? Do you need help? Can I help? How can I help? We live in a world where suicide rates are increasing just as much as the rate of death by heart-related problems in young people. Data from the National Crime Records Bureau has shown that in 2018 alone, 10,159 students died by suicide. That's just students. In yet another article published in the Economic Times in May 2020, it was reported that suicide is the leading cause for over 300 lockdown deaths in India, with at least 80 people having killed themselves due to loneliness and the fear of being tested positive for the coronavirus. Doesn't this tell us so much about our current predicament and the fact that mental health needs to be addressed on a regular basis, that we need to check in more on the mental health and well-being of the people we know and love? So okay, we have these statistics. We constantly come across reports of suicides almost every other day. Then there are those that don't always get quantified along with the fact that almost all of the data we have currently is outdated. Do you know what that means? It means that the number of deaths by suicide in India alone are far more than what have been documented. So why aren't we still opening up? Why aren't we still openly talking about mental health, depression, anxiety? What is holding us back? Well, a lot of things. For starters, it's our mindset. We may be living in 2020, but unfortunately we still find it hard to acknowledge to others and to ourselves that mental illness is real. More often than not, what holds us back is the fact that in our heads we've already thought that it is a sign of weakness. The phrase, it's all in your head, remains even today exactly what it started out as that nothing's wrong with you you're only imagining things a trivial statement said to kids and old senile people it instantly snubs away anything they might say as inconsequential not to be taken seriously we still have that mentality That teaches us that mentally ill, somewhere, still means crazy, retarded, insane, you know the truth. And the crazier thing is that these words, more often than not, get used in passing to describe people simply when and because we cannot seem to understand their mindset. Are you insane? Such a retard. She's crazy. Haven't we all had that one statement being said out loud? Haven't we all heard that at some point or another? So what does that tell us? That mental health continues to be neglected, brushed under the carpet, treated at best, as an afterthought. Did you know that in the olden days or rather in historic times mental disorders had largely one explanation only, that it was supernatural a reflection of the battle between good and evil. That hasn't changed much either there are still people living in urban cities, modern metropolitan cities with modern jobs who still look at you like you're some freak when it comes to mental disorders? How many people around you, even amongst the educated ones, for instance, understand entirely what schizophrenia entails? People always say mental health is still taboo You know why, because even today, if you talk about having a bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, they shun you. They look at you like you don't belong, like you need to go visit a priest or you need to say prayers more often. They want to come at you, turn you into some outcast. And here, our healthcare system our education system and even our educated professors, doctors, have all failed us as a society for not understanding better, not doing more, not being accessible enough. Why they did that? Because it is generally perceived still that mental health is a rarity. It is either for those who are extremely wealthy, as if losing money in stock markets and dealing with fame are the only things that trigger mental illness, or it's for those who have been shunned and already deemed crazy and cast out into some godforsaken asylum that honestly works more as a prison. Unfortunately, that's not true. You and I, and people that you and I know, and the people that they have known at some point or another, have either struggled with mental illness or known someone who struggled with mental illness. That doesn't make it a rarity. Everyone we come across, including you and I, need mental help. Depression, anxiety, bipolar disorders, PTSD, insomnia, and so on. These aren't just internal errors in our systems that are caused by some hormonal imbalances alone. No. There are external triggers. From the people in your life and the equations you share with them to your employment and financial statuses almost every crucial external factor is bound to affect your mental state of well-being too. Every single one of us has at one point or another felt a hollow pit in their stomach. A sense of cluelessness of being lost, not knowing what to say or do, feeling cut off, outcast, not belonging, looking out for something to make sense, crying without having any concrete reason, or for the littlest things. We've all dealt with negativity in our lives that brought us down, made us feel low, lethargic, lost, lonely. And while it may or may not always translate into a chronic mental illness, It always has the slightest chance of translating into EXACTLY THAT. You see, we put on this act almost all the time of pretending to be happy around others, boasting about our successes and achievements, materialistic mostly. But we've all felt trapped somewhere inside, knowing that we're lying, mostly to ourselves. We've all been there. And at times like those, doesn't it feel so good to just be able to talk to someone who was there for us, who would listen quietly without judging? tell us we'll be okay, to hang in there, to reach out to us and pull us back to our own selves. We have all needed that. It's called help. And that's why I say, everyone, you, me, our friends, family members, people we love, people we interact with, our neighbors, people we pass on the streets, every single one of us needs mental help. But almost every single one of us hesitates to reach out, to help, or even ask for help in the first place. And it's because of the fact that mental health is either neglected, taboo, considered inconsequential, or expensive. We forget about it more often than not. Just like we do about the books on the shelf, or a certain curio, or photo frames on the tables or on the walls. We forget that when too much dust collects, cobwebs form, attracting spiders, and if we don't look close enough, we soon have a garage full of abandoned things gathering dust, and hidden behind and beneath cobwebs. It gets cold, dark, and dingy, and simply no one wants to go there anymore. But just because no one visits or cares about these, doesn't mean they're unnecessary. These are valuable memories trapped, and that's what it becomes. It's like being trapped in a dark, cold and dingy garage, hidden beneath dust and behind cobwebs. Imagine having to live with a mind like that. You can't, can you? That's exactly why we need to start talking more, reaching out and asking for help, even and especially for our mental health. It's important for us to not just say mental health is important every once in a while and then forget about it. It's important that we constantly check in and actually treat it like it's important. And sure, by now we have Instagram pages, YouTube channels, speakers, podcasters and even telemedical help available but it's all limited. It restricts the conversation only to those who have actively sought it out or those who have those channels available. Imagine if this had to be the same case for everything, for food, water, It already is in many parts of the world including us and it brings us down together it's the same for mental health resources they need to be made available for as many just because you may not have a mental disorder or need to check in on your mental health doesn't mean someone you love doesn't either many a times People don't even realize that what they're going through is a mental health crisis. Your sudden outbursts, angry or sad. Your tears that roll down your cheeks when you least expect it. Your inability to express your emotions to people around you. Your tendency to get angsty. Or busy with yourself, fidgety with cures that you don't have to deal with emotions. These are all mental health crises. And I only wish and hope that you would address them. But the only way to address it is to acknowledge it first and foremost. To see it out there, being a part of everyday life. People talking about it like they talk about the flu or the viral or heart problems or diabetes. People treating it the way they treat their fitness regime, their diet, their hair appointments, their looks, their makeup, their shopping sprees. Important. We have a very very long way to go when it comes to normalizing mental health. But one of the first and most basic steps in realizing that is to acknowledge that everyone needs the help. We're all human. We're all bound to get rusty and need help. Acknowledgement is the most basic level of realizing mental health. And we can only start by reaching out to help and for help. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Death Talks.